Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello, Luke. All right. Oh, is that what it's going to be, is it? It's Monday morning, and we are recording a Luke and Pete show. I'm happy-go-lucky Donaldson, and I'm joined by Misery Guts Luke Moore. It's a role reversal. It's a flip reversal, people. How are you doing, Luke? You all right? Pretty good. What's going on? Uh, just recovering from the Football Ramble uh, live shows over the weekend. There's 450 of them to go, mate, so you better get used to it. <laughs> it's, I, I, it's weird. I mean, I'm not saying it's a high-octane show or nothing, but after the show, I'm fucking rinsed, mate. Yeah, it's, it's, I'm me- like, it's mentally draining, though, isn't it? Yeah. It's great fun. I mean, I have a run around on the stage and stuff, but yeah. I mean, it's uh, that shouldn't really. It lasts for exactly one minute and a half, half a minute. Yeah, and you, <laughs> you, don't, um, you don't actually run the whole time. No. You the, what I've noticed is this idea you have, which is brilliant, even two shows in now, you're already bored of it. I'm not bored of it. I'm just I'm just tired, tired of it. Tired, <laughs> tired of it. What else have you been up to apart from that? I mean, of course, you did your textbook thing on Saturday night where you didn't want to have a beer with me after. I had be. The thing is, I had beers with you. I was in the same place having beers mm. for two hours after the show, mm. and I did a show with you, and I spent three hours before the show. So when is it's on your terms, isn't it? Really, I want twenty four hours straight with you. <laughs> And that's only then will I be sated. Jesus. I mean, we are going to be doing that, I guess, in Liverpool to Northampton, won't we, this Thursday? Only then will the, will, the, will the bank be full. <laughs> <laughs> what have you been doing apart from that, anyway? We sh- uh, well, I, yeah, just recovering from that, really. Did a bit of work on uh, Sunday when I was very sleepy. Um, I uh, On Rock and Roll Football, on Absolute Radio, I announced all the um, Scottish fixtures that were kicking off at 3pm that afternoon, which weren't kicking off for another week. <laughs> so so I was, I'm very aware that the Scottish listeners get very angry when I don't mention the Premier League fixtures north of the border. Uh, but what I what I just said them, I decided to read out their fixtures seven days in advance. Did the text console light up? <laughs> uh, no, I got one tweet about it. This guy's a fucking idiot. idiot. Yeah. Fucking twat. Yeah. But though I did get brownie points from some wrestling fans for using the uh, phrase "little bit of the bubbly." What is that? It's, I think it's Chris Jericho uh, in backstage having a drink of some uh, champagne. He goes, little bit of the bubbly. And it was a bit of a, a gif that went around for quite a while. Can you actually see it? Can you actually hear him say it? Yeah, yeah. He goes, I'm little, find yeah, it. just literally type in little bit of the bubbly. Yeah. Uh, and you will find a million different uh, memes 
that have been modified. But a little bit of the bubbly. I think it's Chris Jericho. Um, certainly he was CC'd in one, did it? A little bit of the bubbly. <laughs> Let's hear it again. Oh, a little bit of the bubbly. <laughs> oh, a little bit of the bubbly. I Amazing. Got a lot of time for that. I didn't know about that. Yeah, a little bit of the bubbly. So you're doing that on the... Um... I just shout it at the but no because I run out of because it's a far along show and uh, I run out of ideas after what a while. Point, and just, at what point did that come in? Hour and a bit. Yeah, <laughs> four I'm, hours I'm is spent, a lot, isn't it? Absolutely yeah. spent. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, uh, you're so doing that, that show on your me. own. On me on, on me. I thought lonesome. it used to be you and Ian Wright. Well, he's busy. <laughs> right, so he's doing other stuff now. I used to. I loved working with Ian Wright. He's a very giving. But, uh, man, but there's he's no frequently exhausted himself because he's got so many uh, engagements. Yeah, but there's no. Replacement, they've just thought, well, Ian Wright's irreplaceable, so we're just going to crack <laughs> on. Just, just crack so on, yeah. Pete on his own. I've got a balloon that I speak to, pretend it's Ian Wright. What happens if a goal goes in in the middle of a song, then? Um, just Well, what happened uh, in the Newcastle-Leicester match is that uh, uh, two went in while I was playing uh, the New Radicals. Right, and, and you were surprised, probably, for the whole show, thinking, not many goals in Scotland this weekend. <laughs> <laughs> and there's nothing from the borders. So, yeah. yeah, never mind. Right. Uh, and that's why I'm unprofessional. Why are you unprofessional, Luke? Um, because I've, I, because I, though I try really hard, I'm just not that good. Whereas right. you are good, but you just don't try. Yeah. I try really hard, but I'm not that good. Oh. And so that's why. But I was, the reason I ask is because on my Friday night show, there's always a football match on Friday nights. Yes. Whatever is happening... I'm under strict orders to interrupt and go straight over to the live commentary to get the goal as it breaks because they're, right. they're obsessed with breaking news. So. Yeah. Imagine if uh, he came in just as it was kicking off in Queen's Bohemian Rhapsody, for example. Oh, yeah. there's been a goal at the King Power. Yeah. But I I love it because I get to do like a Jeff Stelling. Yeah. So say, for example... Do you say, um, oh my God, shut your mouth, like McCausey on uh, Big Brother. No, no, no. Oh no. my God, shut your mouth, there's been a goal at the King Power. I'll do like on Stoke, not in Forest on Friday night. I'll do... Um, like for example the Stokes scored the first goal yeah. and if I get in, in my ear there's been a goal yeah. it's been like, oh, has it been a goal I'll always do the old last we heard it was 1-0 to Stoke but there's been another goal <laughs> but which way's it gone <laughs> Simon Humphreys like that so people who are listening get oh my god what's going to happen oh, right, okay. no one's listening but if they were it's gone to it, a third party that's yeah. neither Nottingham Forest or Stoke mm. Exactly. Oh, I got a bit of acid. Acid indigestion has just attacked my throat because I uh, listened. I listened to um, my heart and went. <laughs> so I, see how I converted that sentence from a shit pit to an exciting uh, kind of uh, cul-de-sac. There, I was in a cul-de-sac. I said the word "listen" when I meant "eat," and I went. I listened oh, to my heart. A little bit of the bubbly. A little bit of the bubbly. That's what's oh, happening in my throat right now. A little bit of the bubbly. A little bit of the bubblings <laughs> from the story. A little bit of Stop the bubbling. Stop this. Um, right in your throat. That's I went what it was. To get, I went to get... Because um, so, I can't <laughs> buy ranitidine anymore, which is my favourite uh, anti... Uh, acid. Anti-acid. Antacid, yeah. Anti-acid, antacid. Um, because apparently it's linked to cancer. And I was thinking, oh, I've been chowing down on those for the last three years. How many have you had? It must be in the 50s now. must be in the 50s <gasps> or 60s. Well, are they sweets? No, they're like uh, really good rennies that don't taste of anything. They just go down... Your acid ingestion is gone. Yeah, it probably decimates your stomach lining. Well, why. apparently, uh, apparently, scorched earth policy. Apparently, the uh, the way they make them, um, they can't discount um, some dodgy cancer causing chemicals that are right. getting into the uh, in, into the um, system. Uh, so that's annoying. So my favourite antacid is off the off the chart and off the menu. You have to go back to Gaviscon, mate. I remember the Gaviscon days. <sighs> maybe maybe I just need to stop eating shite food. Yeah, I think I think I had a curry last night is my point. You're treating I never have a curry, I have a Chinese usually. You're treating the symptoms, not the cause though. Yeah. What you need to do is not ch- ch- spend your entire life, adult life, chowing down on Gaviscon Rennies and that stuff. Mm. You need to have a look at it and go, what am I eating that's making this happen? 
Yeah, but it's drinking lager in bad food, well, isn't don't it? Don't drink lager. Stop then. doing that. I like lager. I like a fizzy. You should have been. You should have grown out of lager by now. What were you drinking on Friday, Saturday? You were drinking lager because that was in the fridge. Yeah, because for some rider. reason on the rider, someone's put forty-eight bottles of Heineken, which is the worst out ever. <laughs> No, no one even likes Heineken apart from you. Is Heineken... No, I, I wouldn't say that's my lager. My lager choice is Stella, to be quite frank. That's but even no one's going to drink that. But um, the Heineken... Haven't they reinvented themselves with Heineken? Didn't they sort of say... Oh, was it Carlsberg who said that... Oh, no, it's Carlsberg who said they, they were the best beer in the world, but now they've they've gone back to basics. Right. They let, they, they let themselves down by just kind of resting on their laurels, and now they're back in a weird kind of PR move. I'm impervious to lager advertisements, so I wouldn't know, because I, <laughs> I just don't, I don't, don't really like it. Uh, so. I'm much more... Pete, I prefer a uh, a, a juicy IPA. A juicy IPA. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, listen, oh. did you read uh, today, uh, this week, that Samuel L. Jackson's voice has been added to Amazon Alexa? Oh, no. Why like are that? they doing that? Why are they doing that? I think it'd be Luke. more interesting, wouldn't it? Would it? I mean, how old is Samuel L. Jackson now? He must be in his 70s. He's, um, he must be quite, he must be getting on. Probably is, yeah. I'd, mm. say, I'd say he'd be about 70, I reckon. So what's he saying? There ain't no motherfucking snakes on this... Alexa. He's exactly 70, by the way. Oh, good news. Um, he's just, I mean, they've just, they've just added his... I was wondering when it was going to... Because when, when sat-navs came about, yes. people started putting Yoda in there, John mm. Cleese as, as um, what's his name, Basil Fulton, all the rest yep. of it. And Amazon Alexa's never done that. And I wondered whether that's because they were like, no, no that's bullshit, we ain't doing that. And then they released a thing today, or this week, saying that um, you can add him... As a, as, a, as a voice, and he, sw- and he can actually swear as well. Does he swear? Yeah. But it's a bit novelty, isn't it? It's a bit sort how of, many kind of words, novelty. How many words would he... Because that, that's a long recording session. It's, it's, it's almost infinite. Well, yeah, I mean, like, yeah, I mean, that, that's a lot of words, because he'll have to say every word, won't he? Or does, is, does it work in syllables? Or That's a really hard kind of, like, recording session. That must mean weeks. Yeah. And he's 70, so. And he's 70, so. They get much payoff for that either. It's Nick Fury. He gets more enjoyable than having <laughs> Nick Fury, I think, than being Amazon's um, Alexa. Who would you have as your Alexa voice? I'd have uh, Bobcat Goldthwait. <laughs> See, he would be really satisfying. <laughs> Hmm. I'd quite like Brian Blessed, I think. But I'd get annoying <laughs> after a while, wouldn't it? It would get annoying. No, after I think he's got quite he's got an authoritative shouty voice, but I think I'd uh, I'd be down with it. My Amazon Alexa, I forget. It's always in view in the front room, but it's not plugged in. <laughs> so I occasionally go, Alexa! And it won't do anything unless it's not cable plugged into it. They have a battery operated one. I told you my granddad can't get us to work because he just keeps calling it Electra. (laughs) Electra, that is a better name. I would train mine so that every time I popped a bottle of champagne. Oh, a little bit of the bubbly. (laughs) Oh! (laughs) <laughs> the um, I'm glad that you're enjoying that. It's great. Yeah. Um, did you uh, see the uh, the new story that uh, wasn't really a new story? Um, people are trying to find out why all '90s computers were beige. Yeah. And apparently, anecdotally, it is stemmed from because obviously all computers now are kind of black and all kinds of different interesting colours, uh, and laptops are certainly black. But they had to get special dispensation from I think the German government. Back in the day, we had very specific rules as to how a workplace uh, needs to function. You need to have it's natural like, light. Like well, you need to have natural light and stuff like that. Uh, you need to be near a window and stuff. So you need, uh, which is, it's just a good thing, really. You, you should have natural light when you're, you're yeah. working in an office for, for eight hours plus. Um, but apparently, back in the day, although there is no hard evidence, nobody can find references in the actual workplace, um, you know, rules and regulations. Um, but apparently, all of the um, all of the, the the furniture, it had to be very neutral and very beige. So apparently mm. that's where it comes from, and that's why all computers in the 90s uh, were uh, were this horrible kind of like yellowy beige kind of colour. 
I never really, I never really thought about that, but now you've mentioned it, I know exactly what you mean. Mm. Of course, Macs are like brushed aluminium, aren't they now? Yeah, well, I mean, it changes all the time, isn't it? Remember those um, clamshell iMacs that were like kind of see-through and blue and stuff like that? I wish I'd go back to those times, like that hard plastic. Do you remember that? Yeah, but hard it, plastic see-through blue. It's quite stuff. breakable though, isn't it? Yeah, I don't know. It is though. You can get some quite rugged plastic uh, machines. Probably the old rubber, wouldn't it? There was a. Um... There was a little bit thing doing the rounds on Twitter the other day about the US standard railroad gauge oh, in yes. the track mm. deriving directly from the width of Imperial Roman war chariots and like people um basically tracking the lineage. Mm. So oh the US the US width of a, of a railroad track is this because of this back in the UK and this is because of this and it, and traced it all the way back to um to, to the Roman times. Yeah. And um but unfortunately it's much more on coincidence. Uh, than, a, than a direct line of imitation. So whoever tried to trace it all the way back, um, it's not actually true. Made some and, leaps. And it's annoying for a couple of reasons. One, because that would have been a really cool story. And two, because I had it all laid out for an episode of Luke and Pete show. Oh. And I don't really want to chuck lies out there purposely. Yeah, you I mean, are quite uh, diligent at things like that. More diligent than you. doesn't make me diligent. Well, when, whenever we're doing the ramble, if ever I hear you look down at your Mac and tap, 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 you're checking one of my facts. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've got no. I'm not. I'm not the ringmaster. People think Marcus is the ringmaster. I'm the mm. one who has to sit here checking on you. I get my own. I get facts wrong all the time, though. Yeah. The, the people need to understand that if you if you tweet me saying, "Oh, you got that wrong," and think that that's fun, then I do, or you and I do, hours and hours of broadcasting every week. Mm. So we probably we do hour a week on this. We do probably two hours a week on Ramble. Mm. We do. I do an hour ish on OTC. Yeah. Uh, I do an hour-ish on Ramble Meets, mm-hmm. and I do three hours and a bit on TalkSport. So I do between eight and ten hours of broadcasting a week. That's a long time, All right. and there's going to be facts that I got wrong there. Yeah, but I mean, be like me, I do two hours on Ramble, one hour on Luke and Pete, yeah. um, three hours a night on Absolute Radio, four hours on a Sunday. They don't, because there's songs. There's songs. hours on a Sunday. There's songs, though. I could, get my, I could get my songs wrong. You could do, yeah. I could get them in the wrong order. Yeah, uh, and I do wrestle me, and I do a bronze Japan, uh, and I couldn't give a shit about what I do. <laughs> okay, yeah. So, and do you know what I do after a long week, Pete? When I've had like a really good week, and I feel mm. like I've worked really hard. Yeah. Oh, a little, a little bit of the bubbly. Stop it. <laughs> I'm annoyed. I got that off here. Yeah, it's my first mistake. All right, listen. Let's go. Let's have a quick <laughs> break, and we'll come back, and we'll do some um, do some emails, and then that ad break we might have a little bit of the bubbly. A little bit of bubbly. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, bit get 30, bit get 20, 20, 20, bit get 20, 20, bit get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. 
At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. The problem appears to be that we haven't got our photo ID to try and travel to Scotland, which, as far as I can remember, was in the British Isles. Uh, what can we do? We're utterly hamstrung by these thick-headed people wearing orange suits. What a cunt. <laughs> and also, this, that'll be out date soon because uh, when Scotland leaves the British Isles, it won't be relevant. Anymore. Yes, good point. Yeah. Um, show at, no, hello at lukeandpeteshow.com. Hello at lukeandpeteshow.com is your email address to get in touch with us about anything we've spoken about in the first half there or indeed anything that takes your fancy that you'd like us to speak about in the future. Speaking of uh, politics, see Gorvey turning up uh, to Parliament pissed out of his mind. Well, uh, the thing is, <laughs> I, don't, I don't actually think he was. I think he, I just think he's he is quite an eccentric fellow. That's the, pissed. That is pissed. That no, is. have you seen the, the image the thing of him clapping? Yeah, I think he's just got a lot of strange approaches to to motor function. Mm. Honestly, I do honestly think that there are certain things that can impair your motor function. Though you would know that. <laughs> He'd, he'd had a few heinies. You reckon? He'd, Backstage. He'd, slam, he'd slammed a few ha- ramble... Uh, ramble uh, Backstage. 48 heinies. bottles of Heineken, please. That's the rider. Yeah. Oh, fantastic stuff. Um, quick uh, quick uh, uh, clarifications and corrections. Uh, I think it was Megan uh, that emailed in last week about the KFC um, interactive video game. Uh, video yeah, game. Yeah. Love story. Um, uh, Megan is not uh, a member of the gaming PR press. All so, oh, right. Did you so, accuse her of being so? I did. J'accuse uh, Megan. Uh, but no, she's not. So there you go. So apologies mm. for casting aspersions. Though she did used to work for a PR company that did represent KFC briefly. Oh, what? That's what? a coincidence. Oh, I money. I don't believe her. Money. money. Yeah. <laughs> I'll tell you about it. Yeah. Um, one person who has contacted us through hello at lukeandpeteshow.com mm. is Paul, who lists himself as being in Wellington, now, I don't know if that's in Wellington in Somerset mm. or um, Wellington in... The Garden <laughs> New Zealand. Right, okay. I hope it's New Zealand, but equally as valid in Somerset. Uh, he says, hi guys, love the podcasts. Following from your testicle chat in episode 199, mm. I wanted to provide my insight into the painful issue of testicular torsion. So this is 199.57 this episode mm. So it does get a little bit kind of hectic You have to look at the list on your podcast app of choice To work out how long ago that was uh, And that is Pete's fault um, Paul goes along to say It goes on to say I can confirm that it is, um, it is uh, Sorry he says As both a GP and someone who has suffered this I have developed a particular interest in the subject of twisted balls I can confirm that it is not unexpectedly bloody painful 
think having the sensation of being report- repeatedly kicked in the balls whenever you move. But not only that, the twisting can prevent blood from travelling back up the testicle. Uh, this causes the testicle to become swollen, and in turn, the swelling compresses the arterial blood supply to the testicle and can cause the testicle to become necrotic and have to be removed. It is therefore considered to be a medical emergency and needs to be corrected as soon as possible. This is done by cutting open the scrotum, untwisting the nut, and then stitching both of them to the inside of the scrotum to prevent it happening again. All in all, it's not a fun experience, although in my case, it did get me two weeks off school as a seven-year-old, plus I got lots of guilt-related presents from my parents who thought I was making it up to get out of church. Mm. (laughs) So that's horrific, but also at least insightful and interesting. And what it made me think of is that, um, you know when um, you sleep on, say you fall asleep on your front and your arm's underneath you, Aye. and it goes dead, mm-hmm. and you wake up in the middle of the night or in the morning and your arm is just dead, you yeah. can't feel it, it's weird. And it's, it's kind of, um, it's, it's kind of not as bad because you're still half asleep. Yeah. And you just, just shake your arm around and it kind of gets... Shake it off. And what I'd like to know from the doctors in the Luke and Pete show community mm. is how long can you do that for before it starts to become a real problem? Because there's a guy, I think he's dead now. I th- I'll, I'll just double check. I think he's dead now. But um, he's the guy from, and he recorded, he's a musical artist, and he recorded under the name, he's called Mark Linkus, and he recorded under the name Sparkle Horse. Mm. Um, uh, he died. Yeah, he died uh, in 2010. I'm just checking here, but I'm fairly certain uh, he had a very difficult life. I think he sadly committed suicide. And I think he had a problem with heroin for a very long time. Loved Sparkle uh, back in the day. Yeah, and in, in a London hotel, he um, he passed out, nodded off on heroin, basically, mm. with his legs tucked under him for such a long time that they they lost all function. He could right. never walk again. <coughs> Excuse me, or he couldn't walk properly, at least anyway. And I think he, they were, he was in that position for obviously a number of hours for it to happen. But I was thinking, if you were particularly tired and you fell asleep on your arm, you didn't wake up for eight hours. I mean, it's a long time for there not to be blood flowing to your arm. So I wondered if anyone who's a GP or a doctor would know how long it would be before that became dangerous. But isn't it like kind of, um, uh, I mean, there's still function, there's still blood. I mean, I guess there's still signals going through. So it's not, the, the, there's still enough blood going there. It's just not enough to, to give it a of, feeling. To give you reckon? A feeling. You reckon? I think that's the first thing that goes, isn't it? And then <laughs> the tissue starts to necrotize. And then, but yeah, it always seems like a. I just want time scale, mate. I'd, I'd like to take my arms off when I sleep, to be honest. They're just a real pain in the arse. Where do you put them normally? Um, I'm a right arm up underneath the pillow. Left arm can do what it wants. So I'm kind of guy. I'm kind of left arm, right arm on the pillow on my head like that. <laughs> left arm underneath on my I, stomach. Uh, yeah, I because I, well, I sleep alone quite a lot, <laughs> depressingly. Yeah. Um, I sometimes put my because it's quite loud outside, I put my arm, my left arm over my head Don't to block plugs. out. I do, but then it's, I can't ask to reach behind, uh, reach behind me and grab some earplugs. That's how lazy I am. And I put my, um, what's that muscle? The um, bicep. Bicep into my ear to block out the sounds. Just, mate, as part of your routine, just put your earplugs in. It's not, who needs a routine? Sleeping's all relaxing, isn't it? I sometimes put on the Calm app. Have you used that before? No, I've used Where, um, Headspace. Right. Well, it's probably a similar thing, but it's just, mm. it plays like um, music. Rain and, and stuff like that. Yeah. Rain yeah. and music, and uh, I think Moby's got a playlist in there. The problematic Moby. Yeah, but that's why I wouldn't be listening to that. <laughs> I, didn't even like, I didn't even like Moby before it was problematic. <laughs> um, Headspace is more of a mental health kind of app, but it is very right. good. There's, there's a, um, there's a um, Matthew McConaughey audio book as well where he says, all right, all right, all right, you got ready to... Yeah, do some sleeping. Really? <laughs> yeah, and he just talks to you and goes, uh, y'all, uh, uh, fix yourself at a, at a river. 
and uh, uh, he said, I'll just get some sleep. You know? Are you making <laughs> this like, up? No, honestly, he just yaps. Wow. <laughs> he just yaps That's through the so whole weird. thing. It's so really it's, it's quite quiet, right? Obviously, obviously, I share a bed with my wife. With my wife. And um, whatever, the position I sleep in depends on, obviously, what she wants to do. But, uh, <laughs> but um, where, where we live, it's quite quiet, but you do mm. get, because we're in a terraced kind of, like maisonette flat kind of thing. Right, okay. You do hear people knocking about and there's kids around and stuff. So sometimes I'll pop the earplugs in if I need to. Mm. Um, also, you know, as anyone who's married will know, 6.30am every weekday, the hairdryer comes out. Yes. Not, not the Alex Ferguson hairdryer, the actual hairdryer. Well, so, like, because I have very thin hair and I think drying my uh, hair with a hairdryer ticks about 30 seconds. Girls, Oh, you! It's a it's a mission, isn't it? If you asked me to honestly oh. estimate how long it takes my wife to dry her hair in Hot the morning, dog. I'm probably guessing in hours rather than minutes. <laughs> so sometimes the earplugs go in if I don't want to wake up too early. I, mm. I normally wake up about seven thirty every morning anyway, right. but I, I need that bit of extra sleep. Like this morning, I was particularly tired after the weekend. Mm. Um, I'll have the earplugs in anyway. What, what email have you got? Uh, well, t- similarly, uh, Lewis Sullivan says. Uh, actually, I, I was stopped outside uh, the Rumble Show last week uh, in Hackney. We had a good time. RumbleLive.com if you want to come down. Uh, to future gigs, uh, a lad who had emailed in about a year ago about testicles. He'd, uh, I think he'd lost a testicle. <laughs> right. Um, I laughed before I heard that bit. I wasn't <laughs> laughing lost, at you He lost a testicle. testicle. Um, I think he might have damaged it at a fairground. That said... I had a couple of drinks and I can't really remember, uh, but he was uh, basically having a, having a go at us for not reading his out. <laughs> but people need to understand. And, this and if I type in testicles into the search bar, yeah. that's easily 100 emails. This, yeah, yeah, no, but this is, this is the thing. People need mm. to understand from our point of view. I think there needs to be a bit of uh, empathy from our, uh, of our plight. Yes. Some parts and of our life, plight. some parts of our life, particularly when we do live shows, will be an endless supply of people afterwards coming up to us going, I'm the guy who emailed you about that time that the um, the pervert down the bottom of my street smacked me over the head with an iron bar. Do you remember me? And it's like, no. Sorry, did we not read that email out? That sounds brilliant. <laughs> oh, that just happened to me. All right. Oh, okay. Yeah. So it's not easy it's to not remember to remember all the email. I mean, if you look at in in the in the hello at Luke and Pete show email box at the moment, we've got. I want to find it. We've got currently. Here we go. Six hundred, I think, and fifty-five unread emails. Yeah, so but, it's now just gone up to 668 unread yeah, but emails. The, yeah, but the unread emails are clearly spam. We read every email, we just don't... We, it's the spam emails that we don't read. Oh, there's some I haven't got, got to you got a lot. yet. We've got a lot of emails. Um, one here contains the words dildo and butthead in the subject. Nice. So I've got to build up to that kind of email. <laughs> Carry on. Um, blundering NHS doctors chop off 62-year-old man's testicle. Lewis, right. Lewis uh, came in with this one. But is it that bad? He's had it for 62 years. Uh, an unnamed man was booked in for a 30-minute procedure to drain a lump in his testicle at Furness General Hospital in Barrow, Cumbria, uh, but it got infected and the whole thing was chopped off. Well, I mean, if it gets infected... We talked about this before. You said you wanted 20 grand to have all your testicles taken off, didn't you? Did I? That seems low. What's your price now? <laughs> <laughs> We're a couple well, of months down the line, so yeah, therefore they're less effective. Older, aren't they? Yeah, um, uh, yeah no, I think, I mean, you wanted a lump cutting off, and you got a lump cutting off, cut it off, so... Slightly bigger. Imagine, imagine the surgeon said that afterwards. Yeah. As far as I'm concerned, mate. I imagine he walked in and went, Hi, everybody! <laughs> oh, yeah, he left a... Dr- oh, so they left the drain in the testicle for 24 hours, which became infected. But, I mean, what if they couldn't, you know, new fluid arrives, it's got to come out somehow. You're not a medical on, professional, Pete. I'm on, the side of the, I'm on the side of the NHS in this one, to be quite frankly. Yeah. Uh, so there we go. If you'd like to get into the shot. 
Hello at um, What about this from Matt? It says, hi guys, love the show. First time emailer. I'm emailing after listening to last week's episode when you were talking about memes. Memes. The thing is, when Luke, when talking about a meme, you went on to describe a short video. I was under the impression a meme could only be a picture, but I'm happy to be mm. proved wrong. Matt. Oh, I don't know. Yeah, probably just a, a picture. So a little bit of the bubbly. Oh, I know you go. Gonna... A little bit of the bubbly. I saw you That's away. a meme. Is that a meme? 231,000 <laughs> views. It's, it's gone viral. It's, it's a, a viral video rather than a meme, though, isn't it? Ah, oh, now we're in. A little bit of bubbly. <laughs> so would it be? Would so would the GIF of Vince McMahon tearing both his quadriceps be a meme? <sighs> yeah, I don't know. To be honest, yeah, memes are repeated thematic um, triggers, aren't they? They're, they're, they're kind of like jump-off points for jokes and mm. references. So, yeah, maybe images can only be memes, though GIFs being <clears> soundless, <throat> being utterly unexciting, I would probably say that would be a meme. So you know who, who invented, the, who coined the term? Well, Johnny Mimi. No, it's Richard Dawkins. Really? Yeah. Oh, okay. In the 1976 book, The Selfish Gene, he talks about... Um, yeah, how it could be replicated, like obviously how evolution could be replicated within a culture. Uh. And, the, and the official def- definition of a meme is an idea, behavior, or style that spreads from person to person within a culture, often with the aim of conveying a particular phenomenon, theme, or meaning represented by the meme. So I don't think it matters about the actual format. Mm, okay. I think anything can be a meme, I think. So if, something, if something's gone viral and it's then used to describe something else, so you could probably say that... My favourite gif is a little kid who's doing the old, he's got this amazing face and he's smiling and sort of smirking at something that's happened. Yeah. That's just like, that's really like a glorified emoji, really. Yeah. Isn't it? But it's a gif. If there's one I'm thinking of, it's, there's a lot of talk of digital blackface, a bit of that, isn't it? No, well. it's not. It's no, no way, is it? Well, people sort of use um, images of uh, black people doing like, uh, you know, going, ah, and it's um, but none of it's, it's kind of but none of, That's fine. I get that. But nothing about that gif is anything to do with the kid being black. No. In fact, when I described it just now, I don't even think I said he was black. You didn't. No, he's just, he's just a kid. He's got a really funny face because mm. he's so happy about something. Mm. It could easily be a white kid. But that's, but that's what I'm saying. But that's uh, images of black people are used more than any other oh, gif. You know what I mean? So it's overused. So it's, okay, it's not, right. Nothing. Your heart is pure. It's not. Are- <laughs> <laughs> in this case, I am. I, there's no. There's no kind of uh, suggestion that it's, it's in any way dependent on the fact that it's race. You know, I so. agree, Luke. Moore. Anyway, this is a great. This is a great email. Mm. I wanted to do this one. Um, it's from um, Adam, who says, um, Adam. Hi, "Hi, chaps. I used to work in a KFC while studying at university, and naturally, on breaks, you were able to eat some of the food KFC prepared. Nice. Which sounds great, although it does get repetitive." to the point of where you start making your own burgers and trying all the sauces on offer for the worst chips in the business. Um, yeah, they are the worst chips in the fast food business. I'm, I'm going to be honest there. So I agree with you, Adam. He says, before working at KFC, my order usually contains some of the gravy you mentioned a week or two mm. ago. However, after learning the secrets of the gravy, I rarely touched it thereafter. Right. There are two types of gravy in KFC, one step and three step. <laughs> One step is usually dished out when the restaurant has run out of gravy and needs more pronto. This is essentially gravy granules with water chucked into the microwave, stirred around, and it's watery and fairly tasteless. Yes, I've yeah. never had that one at KFC. Right. I was surprised to read that. Three-step gravy is the one that everyone raves about. Yeah. Have you had it, Pete? Uh, yes, I have. Yeah. Quite recently. Yes, it's very tasty, but the process of making it isn't very dreamy. At the bottom of the fryers, there is essentially a sieve. And every time you filter out the fryer, all the fat, gristle, bones, and whatever else are caught having been fried for hours on end at around 300 degrees, it turns into a mush reminiscent of wet sand you probably find at the bottom of the sea underneath like an oil rig or something. I've attached a picture. 
It's a horrible picture. Uh, the oh. first cooks usually take around from 10 in the morning till 10 at night. This could indeed be different depending on where you are, but hundreds of pieces of chicken will go through the fryer on a daily basis and it will only get cleaned out at the end of the day. The remains you see in the picture are then used the following day along with another bag of granules to make the gravy you love. After seeing it up close, I promise you I haven't touched it. The substance collected can be used many days in advance. Uh, yeah, love the show, but please do get beans instead. Um, <laughs> see you in Leeds for the Ramble Live. That's from Adam. And, and I mean, I, I it still uh, tastes amazing. Edward, it tastes amazing. Edward Hodge also made that point about the about the gravy which being sieved out uh, nonsense. I mean... We're eating KFC. We're eating the chicken that's in that fry anyway. I, I don't understand why that will be a, such a problem. Do, I mean, because chicken gravy is just you know the 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 the, the essence in it, and mm. so like I, I don't have a problem with this massively. I, I don't understand why it's a problem. I, I, I really want you to take try um, when my mum makes like a Sunday roast. The gravy she makes is unbelievable. Mm. It is unbelievably good. She <laughs> makes it in the meat pan. Yeah. First. Yeah. And she does this thing. It takes ages. She keeps adding stuff. And then once it's ready in the meat pan, then only then does she pour it into a saucepan and then carry on cooking it. I'd like you to taste my mum's gravy. Because made three days be before. <laughs> you would not be impressed. All right, that's enough for now. KFC gravy. That's the lateral conclusion on this episode. I like it. Thank you very much for listening. Um, we'll be back on Thursday with some more of this nonsense. We were going to pre-record Thursday, though, because we're going up to Liverpool to we go uh, Ramble Live. RambleLive.com for tickets. <laughs> no, he said under the sea. I don't know why. Under the sea. That's no idea why. Pool. Darling, it's better down where it's wetter. I heard the word pool, obviously. Never mind. See you later. This was a Stakhanov production. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with Code Program for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code Program.